the people who are doing this invisible transformational work, and usually they are much better at the thing that they do than they are at sales and marketing. Right, and yes. they can really get bogged down in all of the minutia of how do I do it? Procrastination and paralysis that just really makes it difficult for them to shine their light as brightly as we needed to shine in this universe. Welcome to Into the Light podcast. This is where we will be discussing and exploring all things Ascension. Ascension journey, Ascension journey mapping, and understanding how we can deepen and increase our spiritual and healing journey, along with understanding concepts around the global consciousness awakening that's happening, quantum energy healing, personal growth and enlightenment, trauma healing, and so much more as we learn together from experts in the field. I'm your host, Adina Movana, and I appreciate you taking the time to join me today. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to Into the Light. I'm your host, Adina Movana. Today we have Caitlin Domner. Caitlin is the powerhouse entrepreneur. She's revolutionizing the coaching industry as CEO of virtualcoachingsales.com and the author of The Ecstatic Way. She has built and led sales teams for renowned figures like Ali Brown and Deepak Chopra. And with an impressive academic background from Oxford University and MBA, she's written numerous books, including The Unseen Sales Machine and Sell with Heart, and a lesser known book I like to mention, which is Sex Every Day. And uh, currently, she's exploring the world with her husband and three children. Uh, Caitlin continues to inspire and empower others on their entrepreneurial journeys. And and I know she's inspired and empowered me in the last couple of years. So I'm so excited to have you on the show, Caitlin. How are you doing today? I am so excited to be here. We're going to have so much fun. I can't believe you brought up the Sex Everyday book. This is going to be, I know the conversation is going to be good now. Yeah, this is more than just sales coaching, right? This is mm -hmm. life coaching. This is sex coaching. This is everything divine feminine coaching. You bring it all in. I have uh, known you for a couple of years and you are one of my personal mentors, most inspiring women leaders in my network and in my circle of, of friends and uh, colleagues. So I'm so excited to have you on. And um, I know I, I, I try and attend all of your master classes, everything that you put out there for entrepreneurs, and uh, you've actually really inspired me. So thank you so much for that. <laughs> oh, that means the world to me. I adore you. I'm so glad. I've been loving your journey. And the Ascension journey mapping that you're doing is going to change the world. So really honored to be here. Thank you. Yes, we're talking, uh, I like to talk about all things Ascension and uh, I'm now branching into Ascension business mapping also where we're working with uh, different people like lightworkers, healers, practitioners, bringing them into the Unity Consciousness Collective and uh, helping them ramp up their sales and marketing. So a couple of the people in my network have definitely come to work with you and they're always super excited when I get them in touch with you. So can you tell me a little bit just to start off as we're as we're learning about what you do like 
what are your coaching programs like now? I know you have uh, a lot of different things. You offer programs for people just starting out on the entrepreneurial journey, maybe people like me who have a corporate background and who want to try to launch into their practices and become a, a coach. So yeah, tell me a little bit about what you do. It would be great to hear. Thank you. Ecstatic Business School is designed to support those light workers, the coaches, the healers, the people who are doing this invisible transformational work, and usually they are much better at the thing that they do than they are at sales and marketing. Right, and yes. they can really get bogged down in all of the minutia of how do I do it? Procrastination and paralysis that just really makes it difficult for them to shine their light as brightly as we needed to shine in this universe. And so given my background in building sales teams, it just made sense for me to start a business school and we have four different levels. We have Accelerator, which, which gets you to your first 10,000 in revenue. So this is perfect for those of you who are trying to do this as a side hustle. Maybe your spouse is working full-time or you're working full-time and you're not sure that you can make the transition yet. Uh, so that's just a six-month course designed to vet your business idea and bring some cash in the door as simply and quickly as possible. Uh, so Cherie is one of our examples. She wanted to be a health coach, had studied Reiki, had done all of these modalities for years and years and years, but she felt stuck in her high school, being a high school teacher, English teacher, mm -hmm. and going through the accelerator, she was able to make $11,000 in 30 days. It gave her the confidence and the trajectory to turn in her resignation and do this full time. So starting in the oh. fall, we now have a full-time health coach that we didn't have in the world before. So Yes, That's a huge win that. for us. The next level is Blaze. This is getting you to your first 100,000. So mm -hmm. this is where we're taking your hobby business and turning it into a lifestyle business. And 100,000 is pretty flexible. We actually want to get you up to 200,000. Usually you need to be doing about 20,000 a month for you to take home the kind of income that you're, most people need to live the abundant right. life that they want to. The beautiful thing is that you can do that pretty effectively with one good VA. So really we have Karen who started that. We were just selling her one-on-one -on -one programs. Then we expanded into group and now she's actually brought on her own salesperson. Now her salesperson is selling for her. So getting through that middle section where this can be sustainable and consistent. So we're really focused on monthly recurring revenue and getting your cash floor in place in Blaze. Next level luminary is getting you to that million dollar mark. This is the birthing canal. Getting from six to seven <laughs> figures is a transformation. You are going from a solopreneur where you're doing everything yourself into a CEO with systems and teams. And Antoniette's doing it on a meteoric rise. She went from trying to build her business for multiple years, hired multiple coaches and mentors, couldn't close a single deal. And in the last six months, she's closed six people into her $15,000 program, uh -huh. cash infusion of 90,000. And we've done the trajectory. So each one of them has a lifetime client value of about 60,000. And so really now we're in the place of putting her team in place, getting her policies and procedures written, making sure that this machine can run without her. And then that leads into the Alliance Trust at the end, which is how do we get you to 10 million? And this mm. is where Lucas and I come alongside you as actual business partners, leveraging our resources, our network, and roll up our sleeves to get in the work with you and scale you to 10 million. So you have an exit strategy, depending on what you want to do, if you want to sell it to your employees or sell it to a bigger corporation, whatever is in alignment with your mission, 
this is when we kind of get you to that ironically get you to the level where everybody else thinks of you as a small business <laughs> right like in the corporate world right where you're just right, right. So it's threshold well I love it I think the point is you can go from zero to 10 million if you work with Caitlin so that's what we yeah. get to do <laughs> yes, yes that's yes. the more people in the world yes. in a bigger way all the time <laughs> right and that that goes back to your whole mission statement so I know I got your emails and we got on calls and you talk about what what is your change a million yeah, so, yes. so me personally, given my story, and we'll see if we want to dive into the ecstatic way, but really, how do we end emotional suffering in our lifetime? Mm. And the way I personally feel called to do that through the business school is empower and equip 1 million light workers to impact a thousand lives each. So how do mm. we give, give these leaders the tools they need to build a profitable and scalable company that sustains them? and their families with financial freedom and abundance and well wellness and mm-hmm. that transformation for their clients and future generations. I think most people underestimate how changing one person's life has ripple effects in their family, in their community for generations to come. So I think a lot of people underestimate how important the work is and that it's like we get caught up in our own comfort. We're like, well, I'm comfortable. I don't know, right? I don't want to make other people uncomfortable. And so we sort of stay in our little safe zone. But the work that you guys are called to do is life-changing work. There are people whose lives are literally on the line. You don't get luxury of staying small anymore. (laughs) You have to kill that ego and let you just serve the world in a bigger way. So yeah, we do a lot of mindset work. We do energy work inside of the business school. Uh, I think I'm the only business school I know personally that does <laughs> quantum healing as part of the experience and has life coaching every month. So you get life coaching, you get quantum healing, and we're giving you an MBA level education. So we've, we've really tried to hit all of the bases so that you're a whole human changing the whole world. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love the mission statement and it sounds so big, but when you break it down, like you said, we impact everyone's life in, in yeah. this way. And, you know, one of the things that I do love when I'm on your calls and in your groups is you have this focus around the spiritual element and it's unwavering. It sounds like within your teachings and your philosophy. And, you know, I'm curious on a personal level, you know, about, about your, your choices to really, you know, keep things spiritually aligned and in, you know, like in alignment and you have this greater mission and, um, you know, can you tell me a little bit about how you got here and also, you know, your religious background? Cause I know personally you kind of come a a more conservative kind of Christian church. Is that right? Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how this, the spiritual through for you here. Absolutely. And I, I love to talk about this. So yeah, I grew up conservative Christian, kind of evangelical, was very into my religion, evangelism all through high school. I was one of those weird kids that like rebelled against their parents into conservatism. I was, I was conservative than my parents were. Wow, so that was just it was an interesting ex- experience. And since then, I've really opened up. The business school is spiritual, but extremely ecumenical. So I am still a Christ follower. I don't always resonate with the term Christian anymore, but still uh, Jesus is my, is my my person, but that's my business partner, Lucas channels Gaia and worships uh, Danu. So we have what my religion would call a pagan (laughs) Um, together and we have 
people like you with Muslim backgrounds or Buddhist backgrounds or Jewish backgrounds. And that is what I am loving. That's what I envisioned when I started this. My own journey uh, was really hit rock bottom. I had the perfect life. I was traveling the world, had my businesses, mm -hmm. had my publishing mm -hmm. career, had all of these amazing things on the outside, but I still was struggling with anxiety and depression. Oh. Um, I had been in the church. I had tried therapy. I had literally been in the coaching world, being actively coached for 10 years and nothing was touching this just black hole in my solar plexus. And so in the middle of, of living out everyone's dream life, I found myself sitting on a beach wondering, how do I file for bankruptcy? Can I sue for divorce? Where else can I run away to? And that's when I finally realized, oh, when you really actually run away from everything in your life, you're now half a globe away from where you started and the demons are still with you. Maybe, <laughs> just maybe the problem is you, Caitlin. Yeah. Where are you and running from? from? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't run from yourself. Wherever you go, yeah. there you are. Yeah. So that's what sparked this new spiritual awakening. I did it is a remarkably cliche mystical experience, but that <laughs> I had a cacao ceremony in Bali and that was where I heard a voice say it's safe to shine. And for whatever reason, that was the key that unlocked my connection uh, and just started getting download after download, uh, wrote that, that 65 days. And it was just this framework for how do we use our emotional guidance system as the compass to bring us back into alignment with truth. And that's that's the thing I do is teaching people that your emotions are not the enemy. They're not something to be suppressed. They are your compass. And when you're out of alignment, it means you're out of, like mm -hmm. when you're feeling suffering, it means you're out of alignment with your truth and your, we call it, of well-being, that thing mm -hmm. that connects you to all that is. And when I, once I had me, I couldn't go back to just mm -hmm. building sales teams for people who already had lots of money and, it like, I wasn't willing to kill my own soul anymore. Wow. <laughs> Not for the sake of money. And yeah. so then it was just, well, how can I further this mission? How do I get this message out to every single person on the planet that you are infinitely powerful, you are unconditionally loved, and you are never alone? And so it was, this is the school is just the platform. It's just the spark, the beginning of <laughs> this, I really see as a movement of hope for the world. And at that point, I realized it has to start with spirituality. You have to be connected. And we say you're higher up. So whatever flavor of the divine you use, whatever name you call, I don't care, but get connected up, get connected in, and then get connected out. So that's mm. our trifecta is connect with, connect with your inner wisdom and your highest self, and then start building a community of people who get it, who get you, who love you and have got your back. And that's been the game changer is giving myself permission to only work with people who see the mission, who get the vision, who are aligned with my values, who speak my language, who are okay when I pray with them on a coaching mm -hmm. call. Like, these are the people that I want to serve and empower. And so it just, it was like, okay, we're not going to hide anymore. This is, this is what we do. If you love it, come join us. If you don't love it, great. I'm really glad we're clear on that before you <laughs> I love it. And uh, I love the theme of the emotional intelligence here because that really resonated with me. And you said it in the beginning when, you know, to end emotional suffering and to turn back into our emotional intelligence and our system. I mean, people talk about it in different ways. And for me, it was things that I started creating around 
you know, the root of all evil is non-empathy, like empathy-based awareness and how we have like, you know, personal ego versus our empathy side. And, you know, that we're really, and, and this is how we make uh, decisions. And this is what's ali- aligns us with God and with our intuitive abilities and our emotional intelligence and all of that is being interconnected. And so, yeah, I love that this is, you know, almost like a, a requirement for that success to open up into, you know, your business and your abundance and your ascension process. I like to talk about, you know, your, your love and ascension journeys that people are going through. Um, so I wanted to see, yeah, cause you know a little bit about the, you know, the different, uh, kind of left turn you took with the spiritual tradition, like going from more Christian background. And I know personally in your teachings, you talk about, uh, you know, maybe law of attraction, or uh, you have that video you had us watch on the being in the vortex state, yes. right? The flow state. Yeah. So how did, how did that happen? Did you end up, do you end up like using, you know, laws about the universe or law of attraction in your own life as well? Yeah. When I was first making that transition, uh, growing up as a kid, I had a really intimate relationship with, with God where I could ask for anything and he'd give me anything. And it was really easy. Like I would ask for a certain bathroom stall when I'm 10 people back in line and I would get that particular bathroom stall. <laughs> oh, I like that. Just, of course. Right. And then at some point, God, somebody told me, well, God's not your genie. And it, I like shut down that part of myself. Like I can't ask for everything I want. I have to figure out the mystical mystery of what he wants. And then I'm allowed to bring myself into alignment with it. But what if he wants to send me to a little dirt cottage in Africa and I don't want to go? Maybe I don't want to ask about his oh. will. I would rather just keep my head down and like pretend that he doesn't exist. And so for me, the shortcut around that, when I was first healing that wound was the universe is on my side. God created the universe to be for us. And like Adam and Eve, right? Whatever you want, it's there for you. Just reach out your hand, pluck the fruit. It's there. It's like God created creation for us. So I had this idea that all of these laws of attraction and universe made sense, just like gravity. You learn how to play by the laws of gravity and it works. And when you don't play by the laws of gravity, you fall down and you hurt yourself. So it was like, ah, okay. So these laws of attraction and reciprocity and these things that we talk about in more spiritual circles, I just called the universe and the universe, I could ask for whatever I wanted and the universe didn't care. It would just bring it to me. Now I have finally come into alignment where my view of God Uh, And sometimes light or source or whatever words uh, are sometimes easier for people who have their own God wounds to talk about that, that I believe that we are united and right. He, she, it, they (laughs) are getting to experience life as me through me and, and just the delight, right. I kind of broke away from the idea that there's a very specific objective and we either hit it or we don't hit it. And if we don't hit it, we might go to hell. And if we do hit it, we might go to heaven. Like all of that stuff, I just sort of let go and was like, you know what? When I think about God in perfection, wanting to create the world, there was no reason that he had to make anything. The only possible reason, he didn't need us to glorify him. He didn't need us to accomplish anything. The only good reason for why God made the world and humanity was for the sheer delight of it, just for the fun of it, just because it pleased him to do so. And when I realized that pleasure 
And play was at the heart of the universe. Oh my gosh. It opened up everything for me. Like my whole life gets to be about pleasure and play. Mm -hmm. I don't have to check boxes to make somebody else happy, especially not this invisible, like angry father figure. Angry God so, father. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Judgment so, day. Yeah. So now it's just like, it's, I get to can say like, okay, God, what do you want to do today? Do you want to make cookies? Do you want to take a nap? Like, do you want to watch the sunset? Because I believe that they are loving every minute of it and they don't need me to do anything. They don't need me to change the world. I get to because it's fun because we're playing together and we're exploring what else is possible in this sandbox of life. But yeah, it's, it's completely, I approach the world uh, once I understood that principle. Amazing. Yes. And it's, it's so much of that like divine feminine energy coming in. So I feel like your mission with entrepreneurs, especially, you know, women who are, who are, you know, trying to, to go on their spiritual journey. So much of that is yeah. a symptom of, you know, a lot more, I hear about the divine feminine awakening energy. And then, you know, we're all doing this kind of polarity work with the masculine and feminine yes. healing process. And I know you, yeah. you've done a little bit of that. So yeah, tell, tell me a little, I, I brought it up in the beginning, you know, the sex everyday book and yeah. connecting to your feminine energy in these ways. Is that something that you've, you've really oh, yeah. through yourself? <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, so we took the yin feminine and the yang mm, masculine yes. in the business school. What's interesting is usually my smaller business owners tend to be too much yin, not enough. Yin. So they're all about nurturing and loving and having like, I want it to feel easy and, and yes. need, need more structure, organization, a game plan, a system, task accountability, right. right? They need to bring in more of their masculine energy in order to push. Yeah. Cause they're like, they're like they're the healing, the energy. They just yeah. got to be like, I'm Too just much here. Flow, not, not, enough, enough, <laughs> not enough structure of the system. Okay. Logic, masculine. I get right, it. Right. Right. So the way I think about it is the feminine energy is the river and the masculine mm -hmm. energy is the river banks. And if you don't have the masculine energy to hold the container, there's no movement. The river just becomes a swamp. So there tends to be a lot of swampy feminine energy in the spiritual world. Yes. <laughs> and so, but on me at multiple six figures already, mm -hmm. wanting to go to multiple seven figures, they have too much yang energy. And this is my personal story is we yang everything. When it gets hard, we work harder. We don't sleep. We don't prioritize self-care. We are totally out of touch with our bodies and our intuition. All we know how to do is just keep working harder. And so at that level, it's our job to pull them back into their feminine and say, hey, let's slow down. Are you even running in the right direction? It doesn't make sense to run harder if you don't actually like where you're going. So we have to focus on enjoying the journey. Don't say I can enjoy my life in five years, in 10 years, after mm. I've done this, after I've done that. Yeah, that's that, that negative programming. It it's never gonna be later. Works. It's not enough yet. I got to keep going. Right. And then you're like, okay, you're not, now you're just going down demonic paths. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. That is the little, the never enough. It'll never right. be enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot. So, so then we back into, okay, how do we prioritize rest? How do we prioritize play and pleasure? And so you brought up our book, Sex Every Day. The whole theme was prioritizing pleasure in your marriage. Mm -hmm. And within our marriage, my husband and I 
had always had sex every day. It was just our normal. And I didn't realize it was abnormal until I started started talking to us. And they were like, say what now? Like, <laughs> what sister? What? They're like, you have sex every day? And I'm like, like, I'm on a once a week plan. Where are you from? <laughs> I was like, wait, you don't have sex every day? Like I, I could not be not doing this. Oh, I love that. I- and so, so yeah, just a side tangent with that one, when I started explaining it, I realized we do have a system. Anything that's maintained probably has a system. And so the three rules for sex every day, if you're curious, the first one is <laughs> sleep naked. So oh. I think that one's kind of a metaphor and a physical requirement. Just it saves you time. You're already halfway there. Why not? Right. <laughs> but also just the, the intimacy and the, that's required to, to be partner emotionally as well. Mm, Um, The second one is give and take something from the menu every day. So the menu was how I talked about it with my, uh, my Puritan, right? He didn't want to talk about any of it. So we made a menu and there's uh, appetizers, which might be words of affirmation or making out or massage. Then there's the side dishes, which might be fantasy or chocolate paint or Uh, candles. And then there's the entrees, which everybody's pretty familiar with, but having multiple options of entrees is really important. And then uh, desserts. So cuddles, snuggles, uh, things like that. So thinking of this as a meal that you get to plan. And instead of asking, do you want sex tonight? Which is a really harsh yes or no question loaded with a lot of ego potential for explosion. Instead, we say, what would you like from the menu? So we're inviting our partner to explore what feels good for them and inviting them into intimacy from a place of service. And your partner will sometimes ask, well, what's on the menu if we've had a long day? <laughs> so we want to narrow down our choices. Has anything been uh, 89 or 69? Yeah. Whatever the chef is Yeah, Nick, Nick's right? off to be like, yes. uh, the, ro- the ropes course is not going to work tonight, beer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, and then it's like being this luxurious multiple course experience yes. together so that both of you are getting your emotional and your physical needs met. And then the third rule is if entrees are being served, she comes first, quite literal. So whoever has, I love it. whoever has the vaginas comes first. That's it. Yeah. I love that. Um, oh, wow. So, so yeah, oh, that shell. So that really opened up us having a lot more <laughs> about this, like, I went on a whole podcast tour talking about sex in a very open way. And it, it oh just means God. like so many people crave this experience of intimacy, of pleasure, of connection, their partner with others. But we have just tabooed all of those subjects. Mm. Like We've talked about God. We've talked about sex. I'm not sure. We should probably talk about money or politics <laughs> next just to make this a completely taboo show. Oh my um, gosh. But it's just, these are the things that actually matter. These are the things that get to the heart of who we are. And until we start identifying these values and saying, this is what I stand for, it's really hard for us to create true community. And that's where we can bring people around us who are aligned with us at this deep, deep level. So my business partner and I talk a lot about community. He's doing his dissertation on the subject. So we talk about it a lot, but he and I look completely opposite on the surface. He's like mm-hmm. the scientist, Gaia worshiper. I'm the artist, philosopher, Christ follower. Like it looks like we should have nothing in common, but at our heart, 
we have everything in common. Like our mission to change the world and save humanity is in complete alignment. But so many of us are having these superficial conversations on social media or wherever, where we are people who agree with us on the surface and we're not allowed to go deeper onto the hard issues. And so we never get to the heart of what's really going on. And so that, that is what I want to spark. And what I know that you're doing here on your podcast is the <laughs> heart of the matter, talking about the things that actually have eternal implications. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, we're on a mission for change to be these light workers and um, and this is part of our spiritual journey. And and I you you connect on a holistic level. So people work with you, they're getting the business side, they're getting, you know, all of the structure they need, but they're getting the emotional intelligence side and they're getting the, you know, healing energy side. So it's like mind, body, soul in alignment and your, your work so much on, on that principle and coming into your, your own and your own alignment with, with source or with God. So I love it. And, and I shared, you know, about your, your background as, you know, coming from a Christian background. And so this is awesome. And also your, your travel and your things you're doing with your kids. So you're my personal hero because I saw you take off and leave on what, what kind of show are you on a globe trotting two, 200 country? I don't know how many, how many, yeah. have you what are you doing? Yeah. So we, we realized my husband and I have been doing full-time entrepreneurship for my son's nine. So nine now. And when we thought about it, we're like, well, what, what's the end? What do we working for? Yeah. We know freedom, but freedom to do what? And so it came back to, we would, we would travel. Eventually we'd love to have like a homestead where we raise our own produce and meat mm. and animals and things like that. But before we settle down, we wanted to go nomading. So at first it was just going to be like a year through South America. Then it expanded <laughs> to two years. Now we're probably on a four year plan. Uh, but yeah, for the first stretch, we did six weeks across the U.S., saw 25 countries, wow. sold our van in Miami. So started in Los Angeles, went up. <laughs> through Yellowstone to Washington, D.C., down to Miami, sold the minivan, flew to Mexico, went through Mexico, Belize, Guatemala, Ecuador, over to the Galapagos, down through Paraguay and Argentina, spent 90 days wandering down Argentina, then jumped off the edge of the world and did a two-week cruise in Antarctica. So my daughter turned 10 on the ice of Antarctica. Ah! Uh, that was pretty amazing. Got run over by some penguins. It's still the <laughs> highlight of their whole adventure. Then we flew over to Asia, got stuck in the South Korean airport for five days, went to Cambodia, Thailand, Indonesia. Bali is my home uh, mm -hmm. forever. Uh, I love Bali. Did a road trip down the east coast of Australia. So from, started with the Great Barrier Reef, did some scuba diving there, all the way down to Sydney where we got to climb the Harbour Bridge overlooking the Opera House. And, and then we came home for a brief stay that turned into a slightly longer stay, taking care of parents and going through health things, mm. but we still have Africa, India, and Europe next. So we've still got at least probably another 18 months on the road and, uh, yeah, homeschooling the kids and working from wherever we have Wi-Fi. It's been, it's been a blast. It's really changed our whole perspective on the world and our kids I have no idea how my kids are going to turn out. Let's be honest. <laughs> They're they going to be great. Probably, what are you talking about? <laughs> they will probably not be boring. That's all no. I can guarantee. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. Yeah. I, I appreciate that so much because I, I traveled a lot as a kid. My dad took us uh, to Europe frequently and we, we would road trip all around there. 
And I think it's, I, it was my personal dream also to uh, do the world schooling adventure and homes, you know, in like location independent family. And I know that there's different places in different parts of the world that have, you know, established like expat communities and all these schools. So, oh my gosh, I, I love that. And I said, you were my personal idol hero and when you were doing this and I just love following your, your stories and your kinds of things for for children's books and I, all so many things. So I, I just find this story to tell and I love following you in all your work. So thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, that's encouraging. Yeah, for me, the, the greatest fear I have dreams on the table when I get to the end of my life. Like my mm -hmm. deepest fear is regretting what I didn't do. So I do a lot of things badly. Like I fail as often <laughs> as I succeed, but I just do more of all of it than most through all the lists you get through all the lists faster so that's good you <laughs> checklist checklist person oh my god i love it well so where can people find you i mean i i know we covered a lot in this show today so let's say people are you know our listeners want to reach out find you on social media or find some of your programs where should where should they go absolutely ecstaticway.com is becoming the home base for okay all of the business school uh the sex book.com is another place all over the map family uh, is, is our handle on Instagram if you want to yes. follow our adventures. So depending on which part of the, our brand is all over the map family for precisely this reason. <laughs> we are literally all over the map and figuratively. So it's just, it's been, uh, it's been an adventure. You guys can always just email me, caitlin at ecstaticway.com. Like, I'd love to hear from you guys. What did you love and how can I support you? And this is all about collaborating for everybody's highest good. So let me know where you're at and what you need and we'll see if we can hook you up. Awesome. Yeah. And we will have all those links, uh, you know, below the web, uh, episode also on my website at adinamovana.com. And yeah, this was great. It was so wonderful talking to you, Caitlin, any last words or final thoughts you'd like to leave us with, uh, words of wisdom from any I think advice I'll you just, might have? I'll just, I'll say what I'm from the voice of the above is it is safe to shine. No matter what is in your heart, it's time to start speaking it in a bigger, bolder, braver way because time is limited and we really want you to get this out there and change the world. We have some big things coming on this planet and I yes. want as many people awake and activated as possible <laughs> when they hit. So yeah, it's safe to shine. Amazing. I love it. Yes. And we're here to shine for all of humanity. And yeah, thank you for being on my show. It's just into the light. So we got the theme going. I'm excited to have you. And uh, there was so much we could, we could have, we hope to uh, have you again on the show soon. Always. <laughs> all right. Thanks so much, Caitlin. Have a great day. Thank Thanks you so much. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on this episode today. Please share your biggest takeaway with me via our community. For new listeners, thank you for tuning in. I invite anyone to explore the resources, links, and show notes available on my website, www.adinamovana.com. If a topic or discussion piqued your curiosity or interest today during the show, you can easily find it there at the website. And if you have any specific topics you would like me to cover, feel free to email me at em at adinamovana.com. Thank you again for joining me today. And I look forward to connecting with you again next week on Into the Light.